This is Conversations on Discipleship with Father Adam Streitenberger from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and Diocese of Columbus Media. Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me again is Brooke Warren from the Marriage and Family Life Office of the Diocese of Columbus. Welcome, Brooke. Thank you for having me. Uh, Let's start with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask especially um, that you bless um, all couples, um, men and women discerning marriage, um, that the Lord might prepare them um, to receive that sacrament and to live that life um, in permanent union. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Brooke, I wanted to talk to you in this um, segment. You know, um, you know, we talk about missionary disciple formation in the um, in the diocese, and one of the elements of missionary disciple formation is um, spiritual preparation, which includes sacramental preparation, kind of helping people to learn how to pray. Um, and also prepare them to receive the sacraments um, and to participate more fully in in the Mass, of course, which is the source and summit of our Christian life. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about this kind of special dimension of this um, of this element of of missionary disciple formation that involves the formation and the preparation for couples to prepare for marriage. So. You know, I know. Um, you know, be, you know. I I talk to a lot of different couples. It seems like um, lots of weddings in in this year, and um, you know, many couples I think have a certain fear, even like very faithful couples that you know, like what is going to be required of me if I enter into you know, like if I do this. And you know, I don't know. Um, I don't know why people want to get married outside of the church that are Catholic. Um, there are various reasons, you know. But I, I do wonder often if it isn't like the fear of the unknown of what's going to be required. And and I don't. I don't think um, most parishes' processes, even like the most thorough, are really that time-consuming. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's far less time spent. Than say what they're doing on working with their caterer, or, yes. or working on you know with with whatever element of the preparation process. So, I thought what we could do is kind of walk through the process of marriage preparation in the and both in the diocese of Columbus, but kind of what you guys recommend because you guys have a lot of wonderful best practices and models that you propose for parishes, and I think a lot of parishes have have kind of gone on board with that. So so let's say a couple just got engaged. Where do they go from there? So first thing I would say is to go to your parish, wherever you attend Mass, whether you're registered there or not, go to your parish, whether you want to get married in that church or not. Go see either your pastor, your marriage formation coordinator, whatever, whoever on staff helps couples walk on that journey. And and you should do that as soon as you're engaged. Yes. Because um, yes. it, it can be about a six-month process. In fact, mm-hmm. the diocese, I think the particular law of the diocese is that you, you know, you, it, you've got to have six months before the wedding. Yeah. Yes. Um, and before you can set a date, 
there needs to be what's called freedom to marry. So it's important to start at your parish before you start booking a venue for your reception and caterers and all this stuff because if the date's not available, then you're, you're kind yeah. of in a So the first step after you're engaged and you've announced it on Instagram and everything <laughs> like that is to schedule a meeting with either like the pastor or the marriage coordinator um, and then so this couple, they meet with the priest is usually the first meeting. And what does that meeting look like? So typically that meeting is more of getting to know you, um, especially in larger parishes. You know, priests aren't going to know every single person um, in depth. So they'll get to know you. They might do some of the initial um, paperwork. So that includes um, just kind of getting your information, asking you some questions about your faith background, um, and then they might even get started on the Freedom to Marry uh, paperwork and then kind of letting you know the requirements for documentation and things that you might need. And we talk about this Freedom to Marry. So in the Catholic Church, in order for a a marriage to be sacramental, to be a valid sacrament, um, both the bride and the groom, they have to be free to do this, which means obviously that there's they haven't been married before, but also that there's no sort of undue pressure or um, or something that's kind of forcing them yeah. into this. Um, and so the, the, the priest will ask these questions to d- just to see whether you're free or not. And, you know, I mean, I think I, re- I you know... The, um, I I don't recall a couple in the last ten years that has not been free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the, I don't think we've had any in my time. Yeah, I do. I mean, I like to joke with couples that it's like a test. To see. <laughs> but really, I mean, and you know, when they hear this, they're like, "Oh no, the priest is going to pepper me with questions." They're really easy. Yeah. Like. Are you being forced to do this? You know, like mm-hmm. are you, you know. Yeah. So I, I don't think um, there's nothing really to worry about with mm-hmm. that. Um, so then, af- after this initial meeting, then the date is set. Yes. Yeah. Once um, you're free to marry, you can you can set a date, um, and then baptismal certificates will be needed and, and things like that, which your parish will let you know what you need. Yeah. So then, what 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 is kind of typical process after that? initial meeting or so usually um you'll meet either with the marriage coordinator um at the parish or some volunteer typically they some most parishes have somebody who who deals with this stuff um at most parishes there's going to be some sort of premarital inventory which is a bunch of questions that the couple answers separately And then they can come back together and discuss, and they might discuss either with a mentor couple or some trained facilitator who might be clergy. So this inventory, which we're not allowed to use test because test is very scary, but it's a series of questions. So we used to use focus Mm -hmm. was sort of the the classic one, and some parishes may still use that. But um, I know we – I've switched to using prepare and enrich – and that's the one that you guys typically recommend is prepare and enrich. And I think a lot of parishes have switched to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they they basically ask questions, it seems to me, like to determine what the couple has or hasn't talked about mm-hmm. or if there are any kind of 
like personality issues, you know, like um, whether personalities match or not. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a good um, starting point, I think, for clergy to work with couples and to walk with them. And again, it's not like, oh, we failed mm-hmm. preparing and yeah, rich, no. so now we're not going to get married. No. You know, mm-hmm. it it really, I always tell them that it's it's not so much for me. It's for them so that they know what they need to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Because we really, I mean, a couple should, before they're married, have kind of talked out every theoretical possible mm-hmm. issue. You know, career, children, how many children they're going to have, when they're going to have them, how they're going to raise them, mm-hmm. family background, all of these issues. Yeah, definitely. Um so then, so they take this inventory, and then they might work with either the the pastor or the marriage coordinator or a mentor couple to kind of go through it. Yes. And that's a separate meeting. Then um, a lot of couples or a lot of parishes also, after that meeting, they'll do either maybe a pre-cana retreat yeah. or a mentor couple program. So what is a, a pre-cana retreat and how, how common is that? Yeah. So most parishes have um, couples do some sort of retreat, whether it's an in-person retreat, there's online options that we have on the website. Um, in the Diocese of Columbus, we have what's called a parish diocesan partnership. So we have different pre-cana teams at the parish level who present the retreat. It's a one-day retreat. Um, It's just one part of the preparation. That's not the only thing that these couples are doing. And we have couples from that parish work on the team, present their stories, um, and just kind of walk with these couples and help build the community in their parish. And then um, I've seen a lot of, um, you know, and I do it in my own marriage prep, you know, with my couples is using mentor couples. And what, what is the name of the common, I think, model that we're proposing through, throughout the diocese for mentor couple? Yeah, so a lot of parishes are using Witness to Love, and Witness to Love is a great mentor couple option because it just gives a nice outline for the mentor couple to walk with this couple um, through the process. And they um, usually it's about six meetings, I think. And you can spread that out, you know, once a month. But And you do various things, you know, go out to eat and talk about different things. One of the meetings, they bring the priests in, Yes, you know. Yeah, and the idea is that they're building a community in their parish and walking with these couples and helping them to stay at the parish and, and to build their faith. And then um, another thing that's very common is natural family planning training. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the diocese requires that there be some sort of introduction to natural family planning and marriage preparation. Some parishes require actually learning one of the methods and models. Yeah. Um, and there are various options that the diocese offers for that. Yeah, so. yeah. Jennifer Folin, um, our NFP coordinator, has a great page on our website with all the different options. Um, at the pre-cana retreat that my husband and I present at, we always recommend that a couple takes a full class and to learn an entire method if they're going to use it, just because you're not going to do, you know, an intro to driver safety and yeah. then go out on the road and good luck. Well, and you know, if um, I remember, I recall this now, I don't know if the data is, is still accurate or not, but say, for instance, the Creighton method, if you have taken the required sessions, I think it's five sessions on Creighton, um, you, your knowledge um, and 
of the Creighton method and usage of it, um, it'll actually have more accuracy in um, than say using the pill mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. You know? Yep. If you're properly trained, it's just as effective. And that's the key, I think, is that you got to be properly trained. Exactly. Well, um, we're going to continue this conversation about marriage preparation in our next segment. Um, you've been listening to conversations on discipleship. Um, I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger, and with me has been Brooke Warren. Until next time, peace and all good.